So glad you're here. I'm really excited. You're probably like, where's your Britney Spears mic, Aaron? And uh, I put it away. It went uh, away. And uh, so it's because I'm not speaking this morning, and I'm so excited about that. Uh, this morning, we have the opportunity to hear from the amazing and phenomenal uh, Miss Megan Henniger, who is our uh, children's ministry director. She also directs our preschool. I mean, she just has a couple things going on in her life. Mom of three kiddos, married to the incredibly handsome Tim. Um, lucky Megan. Uh, but for real, it's amazing. Megan came on staff, I think, about four years ago, and it's been amazing just to see how she continues to grow in as a leader, uh, as a Christ follower, and it's been amazing to just see how, uh, as she sought to be faithful uh, in her calling, God has just continued to be faithful in bringing other people around her, uh, in, 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 in her uh, gifts growing, and just we're seeing a lot of fruit from that ministry, and uh, it's so much to do with just her heart uh, and her desire to serve Christ. So... Would you guys welcome Megan as she comes to the stage and she's going to give the word. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? No? Am I on? Speak up. Oh, there we are. Good morning, everybody. Uh, first of all, thank you. If you uh, helped at all with VBS this week, would you go ahead and stand up? Don't be if you did prep work, anything, please stand up. Let's pop in these people, please. So we had over 40 volunteers, and um, these volunteers are truly rock stars. I mean that in every sense of um, the definition of the word rock star. So I like to choose songs, you saw, that are bumping, that are loud, that have the, uh, I got Chuck McCoskey in my soul, so I like to dance. Um, so these, I'm not kidding, these group leaders are in here, and um, one of the songs has like a freestyle, and I'm like in the mic, and I'm like, jump, 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 I'm like MC at a big party, I'm, you know, we're having a good time, and like these group leaders, you adults, I saw you guys, you guys were like literally jumping, like raising the roof, jumping, I do like the pretend I'm jumping, bend your knees, I'm doing that, and they're literally jumping, so you guys were rock stars, and um, I couldn't, we couldn't have VBS without all of you, so I'm so thankful for all of you. Um, I know it took some time out of your family time or um, just relaxing at home, and it was so worth it because I got videos from some grandparents and parents and um, three-year-olds and two-year-olds that were saying the verse. So um, that, if I can get one kid to memorize that verse, that, that does it for me. So thank you, all of you. All right, so I use notes what I have to do. Aaron can do like bullet points and talk. No, Megan has to write every word out and go from there. So I'm good at speaking with kids. I got that down. So you might expect some props. I know Dan Marley, he talked about Jesus calming the storm and he had great props. Well, I'm tired and I don't have props, y'all. I've got a PowerPoint and that is about as good as it's going to get today. But um, <laughs> so a PowerPoint was a lot of work for me this week. But um, so, yeah. All right. So this week we focused on two of Jesus' miracles, and when Jesus calmed the storm and when Jesus walked on water. So Dan spoke last week and gave a great message, um, and he had those props, which I don't. But today I want to focus on um, the story of Jesus walking on water. Now, this story version I'm looking at, it's found in Matthew 14, 22 through 33, if you want to follow along with me in your Bible. Maybe up on... I'm going to read it. So... Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Well, he dismissed the crowd. 
After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they yelled and cried out in fear. But Jesus said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind and the waves crashing around him, he was afraid. And he began to sink, and he said, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And then he climbed, and when he climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those in the boat worshipped him, saying, you truly are the Son of God. That is a pretty incredible story. Um, There's lots of things that we can look at here, um, lots of things, ways to look at this story. But today I just want to focus on um, Peter. He was the only disciple to get out of the boat. He bravely took a step and walked toward Jesus as this huge storm is raging all around him. He was terrified. Now as he starts walking bravely, he gets going and he loses focus. He starts to sink in the water. He loses faith. Loses sight of his faith and trust in Jesus, and he starts singing, thinking. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately, it says immediately, reached out his hand and caught him. And then he says, you have little faith? Why did you doubt? Now, when I read that, I hear it as a father talking to a child, not yelling at him or angry. He's just asking, Peter, man, you know, I got you. Why are you worried? Why are you, why are you doubting me? I think about my own three kiddos, and on the screen we'll see Will and Noah in their floaties. Um, This summer, my oldest, Will, turned five, and so it's been a big summer for him with swimming. He's become quite the swimmer. On the screen, you'll see Will and Noah, which are two of our three kiddos. The picture on the left is Will with his floaties on at the beginning of the summer in May when we went to a pool party. Now, the picture on the right is him at swim lessons in June. Now, if you know my Will, then you know he's very cautious. He doesn't do things just to do them. He's very cautious. He's methodical. He thinks it out. He worries a little bit. Um, So he's a very responsible, I like to say, big brother. Um, About a month ago, when we went to Michigan, we stayed in a house with a pool. And Will started off swimming in the pool with his floaties, as he always does. And as our time progressed there, we all, grandma, aunts, uncles, daddy, mommy, we all were trying to get him to take those floaties off because we knew he could do it. He was worried and scared, and he wasn't going to do it. But eventually we talked him into it, and we got him to take those floaties off and try it on his own. We all so badly wanted him to see it that he would just trust us. We would help him and wouldn't simply let him down. We were right there and with him and wouldn't let him go. After much persuading, he did take those floaties off, held our hands tightly, and cautiously tried floating on his own. And he did it. In this picture, you'll see we're in the pool in Michigan with his Aunt Amy. No floaties. So then we had a hard time getting him out of the pool. I think he was in the pool till midnight that night. Yeah. He didn't want to get out. He didn't have floaties on. He saw he could do it. He was loving life, living his best life. I can't help but relate this to uh, Will to Peter. Peter was worried and afraid. He was focusing on the wrong things as Jesus was standing right in front of him, telling him to come and trust him 
Just like I was thinking, Will, if I could just get you to take these photos off, you would see. You can do this. Fully trust me. Then I knew it would be so great for him. I'm his mother, and I want nothing but the best for him and for all of my children, just like Jesus wants for us. I think that's how Jesus feels toward Peter in this moment. I think it's how he sees all of us. He so badly wants us to just trust him and be brave, just like I wanted for Will in that pool. Think about our own life. There are so many storms that we face. We have big storms, small storms, uh, work or job-related storms, no work or job-related storms, health scares, finances, addictions, children, spouses, friends, family, relationships in general. Sometimes life can just hit you really hard. And at times we tend to just carry those storms on our own. And we get so worried, sad, frustrated, anxious, maybe depressed. We focus only on those waves that are crashing around us. And we can start sinking just like Peter. Because when those storms come, and they will, we have got to keep our faith in Jesus. And we have got to keep our eyes on him at all times. We can't do this life facing these storms alone. There's a God who loves us more than anything. Like I was just saying about my kids, I want the best for them, and I would do anything for them. God is saying, I love you so much. I want nothing but the best for you, and I gave you my only son. Would you just trust me? Like, fully trust me from the bottom of your gut. Just trust me, and know I'm working for your good. John 10.10 says this. There is a thief who is out to kill, steal, and destroy. And friends, we have got to shut him down. Because we also have a God who is bigger, who can walk on water, and who is right there in the storm with us, saying, trust me, don't be afraid, don't be anxious about anything. One of my other favorite verses is found in Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done, and then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now I know, trust me, this is hard, and it isn't always easy. And sometimes it can be downright, just like that storm is crashing, and we can literally feel like we're drowning just keeping our head above water. I know we've all felt that way. I've been there, and more times than I would like to admit, I've tried to weather those storms on my own when I was young in my faith. Forgetting whose I am and whom I belong to. My friends, I also know that there is a peace unlike any other that is unexplainable. And I have experienced that for myself, and it's only through him. If we would just stay connected to him through prayer, worship, scripture, fellowship here at church, staying in a relationship with him each and every day, praying about everything. Sometimes that can mean praying as soon as I open my eyes because there's a toddler in my face, and I know it's one of those days. Um, Praying every five minutes into the day when I'm losing my patience or one thing doesn't go right, so um, I think the day's over. No, that's a moment when I can stop and pray right then. The scripture tells us God God will do what you need and we can thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Can you think of a time you've really felt that peace? I know I have. And once you feel it, 
You want everybody to know about it. I think back to 2014 when a major storm was happening in my family's life. On the slide, that's my brother, my big brother, Matt, and his wife, Jen. He was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic at the age of 14, and he was the one about to face the storm of his life. While working, Matt accidentally stepped on a screw that stuck in his foot, which led to misdiagnosis in the ER. Um, it led to scary infections, followed by a long hospital stay, and all around were complications and uncertainty. Throughout that whole ordeal, he had to be on some very strong antibiotics. And ha being diabetic and having this sort of infection and being on those strong antibiotics can really do a number on your kidneys. Now, when he got out of the hospital, the doctor said, you might need a kidney transplant in 18 years. We thought, awesome, good news, his kidneys are okay. But actually, when it all came to be, it was 18 months and he was desperately in need of kidneys. It was a very scary 18 months. We watched Matt's health, joy, and zest for life completely fade away from him. He was miserable and he just felt utterly awful. If you know my brother, then you know what a jokester he is. Always has been. He likes to tease me. He likes to tease everybody and play practical jokes on you. But he wasn't doing that. And I think that's when it really hit me hard that he needed a donor and he needed it quick. I remember one fall day, I was driving around out in the country, desperately trying to get Will, who was one at the time, to take a nap because he was fighting naps at this age. So I would just get in the car, go for a ride, aimlessly out in the country, um, and I'm just, I play this song. It's Oceans by Hillsong United. Um, I played it when I was pregnant with Will a lot. Um, it just calmed me. Um, it, it reignited my faith, and I just knew I had to trust him. And um, it talks about stepping out on the deep waters. So I would play that song uh, while we'd go for drives, and it would put him to sleep. So I'm blaring Oceans. I'm sobbing, and I'm just begging God to save my brother, my big brother, um, we could see him fading away. So, um, bring it together. <laughs> so I'm sobbing and I'm just begging him to save my brother. And I'm, I'm driving aimlessly. And at this time, Matt had been placed on uh, the list for a kidney and tr pancreas tram transplant. So there was a lot of uncertainty with that. And it goes along with just being on a transplant list. Will he ever have a match? Will it happen before it's too late? Because Matt was getting worse and worse as the days went on. I felt for his wife, my mom and dad, I don't know how they got through something like that. Now that I have kids, I can see how hard that has to be. Um, so on this particular day, oceans is blaring. I'm driving, just singing, um, worshiping God, just begging him to save him. And I'm not kidding. This peace just falls over me, just washes me from head to toe. Just this feeling that it's going to be okay. God spoke to my thoughts, and he's, he's like, I'm got you, I'm, I'm here, just trust me. And I can fully say that, and I haven't shared this story with any of you, but I fully surrendered that to God. Like, I just knew whatever happens, it's going to be okay. He's got him. So through a series of five calls, and Matt going down to Indy five separate times for possible matches, on the fifth call, he finally received a new pancreas and kidneys. What a day that was. He got his zest back. He got his jokester self back. He was teasing me again. He was eating normal. He was looking better. 
I love this quote right here. Without an organ donor, there is no story, no hope, no transplant. But when there is an organ donor, life springs from death, sorrow turns to hope, and terrible loss becomes a gift. I think that's how we all felt that day. There was loss, but there was also life that sprung up through Matt. So we are so thankful for that donor. You see, the storm was all around us. The waves were crashing. We all got so focused on being scared and worried. And the whole time, God was right there in that storm. We so easily lose focus on him, just like Peter did. But there he is, holding out his hand, reaching out for us, saying, come. He's waiting on us to give it to him. Surrender it, whatever it is. Since the storm, I've clung to these next few scriptures. And through that storm, I have found that if I will just continue to trust him with my whole heart, completely and fully trust him, reach out for him and stay connected, he will give me that peace when it's needed. In the storm, he is there and he is working for our good. Ephesians 3.20-21 through 21 says this. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Now, I want you to keep Matt in your prayers because um, this year we found out that his body is rejecting his pancreas. So he's diabetic right now. He's on insulin and all that. But he will get put back on the list for another pancreas. And we're going to trust in God and we're going to believe he's going to take care of it. He's got his good right there. He's going to do it. So when we were going through these storms, just like Matt was awaiting that transplant, I remember one Sunday when John, our previous pastor, invited us to come up and pray at the end. I don't like to go to the front back then. This was before I became a children's pastor. Um, it made me nervous. Um, it was putting it all out there. But I also remember coming up and a song playing, and I just got down on my knees and just cried and um, Prayed and just the release of that, um, letting it go, giving it to God, trusting him with everything. Today we're about to take communion here in a few minutes. Um, and I want to want to let you know that the altar's open if you want to come up and pray. Um, they're going to play Oceans, my favorite song. Um, so if you have anything that you need to surrender, let go of, um, give to God, I want to let you know this altar's open. I'll come pray with you. Um, if you want to pray by yourself, that's fine. We're going to have communion, um, a time to remember what God did for us. He loves us so much, and um, he gave his only son, and he's just saying, I'm right here. Come to me. So I pray that um, today that you would be able to do that. Just let it go. Um, all are going to be invited to the table. You don't have to come, um, but you're all, everyone is welcome to come and take communion. And um, you can do it at your seats while the song plays. You can come and kneel. You can sit in your pew. We don't care. This is all for you. So um, I'm going to invite the band up. They're going to come. I'm going to pray for us real quick first. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for um, the trust that we can have in you. Thank you for always being there no matter what, what's going on or how we've um, forgot about you or lost our focus on you. You're always there, and you're not mad. You're, you're just waiting for us, saying, come on, trust me. Thank you, God, for that. I just pray that um, today you would speak to our hearts. And if there's anything that needs to be let go, I pray that um, today would be the day that we could just surrender to you and trust you fully. 
It's in your name I pray. Amen.